When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, the biggest issue is that it's extremely intense. Um, riding down a mountain fast in virtual reality is a lot of information your brain has to process. Hello and welcome to Free Ride Podden. I hope you're all doing well out there. So, first thing to address, why am I speaking English? Well, turns out I did not quite do my homework for this interview. Uh, I approached Alexander Bergendahl, CEO of the ski and snowboard game Snow. Uh, Alexander replied, telling me he was happy to take part, but that the interview had to be in English because he's not Swedish and uh, he doesn't speak a lot of Swedish either. But it all went well. Anyway... Snow is a really cool and independent winter sports game, which is available on PC and PlayStation 4. I got to meet up with the crew in their office in Stockholm, and uh, their office really looks just like any ski-related business would look like. You got pictures of skiers on the walls, you got uh, Red Bulls in the fridge, and you even got a dog running around. But these guys are creating a video game. So anyway, we got to talk about what it's like to build a video game about snow sports, and uh, I hope you like it. Thank you for having us. Thank you for uh, coming over. Yeah. So how are you doing? Doing well. We are uh, extremely busy here at the office. Um, we are preparing to launch the uh, PlayStation 4 uh, version of the game. Yeah, that's right. So uh, the PS4 is... About to drop soon? Yeah, we are announcing uh, today that we will be launching on PlayStation 4 on October 18th. Cool, so today. Yeah. Perfect, and on October 18th. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, could you tell us a little bit about the game? Yeah, so Snow is the first open world winner sports game. Uh, it's free to play, so anybody can go ahead and download it. Uh, it's been on PC for the last few years while we've continued to develop it. Uh, we were all skiers and snowboarders here, and we really wanted to create something that represented the sports authentically, um, but also the culture of the sports. Um, often these games are kind of extreme with a lot of you know loud noises and flashy animations, and we really wanted to create something that showed the sport off and didn't try to comment on the sport and the culture behind it. So to do that, we you know we wanted to focus on the open world aspect you know when you're on the mountain you have endless opportunities of where to go uh, we wanted to focus on the the core gameplay of, of making it feel real when you're riding uh, which is a lot of physics 
Um, and then we wanted to bring in all the biggest brands, athletes, events, and everything like that. So we were uh, able to partner with a lot of skiers um, like Tom Wallace, Tanner Hall, Jon Olsson. We've worked with Jesper Scheder, Henrik Harlow, and then uh, bring in a lot of brands. We have a good dozen, nearly two dozen brands uh, just from skiing. Um, and we brought all their clothing into the game so the players can purchase that and, and customize their character. So we're trying to really create what I like to call the FIFA of winter sports. Cool. Yeah, I love the. I gotta say, I love the idea because we all we miss a winter sport game. And as a skier, I've always missed a ski game. Yeah. Because they're always about snowboarding. Exactly, and that's why we started with skiing when yeah. we started development. There's you know always been snowboarding games, but there's never been a skiing game. Um, Why is that? It's just never been very cool. Um, in in <laughs> yeah. ga- in the gaming world, regardless of people's preference for skiing and snowboarding, snowboarding has always been what people assume is the the cool sport. Um, and I think that comes from the fact that skateboarding games are the were the sort of first action sport games. Oh, yeah. um, and now with when they started doing winter sports, it was clear that therefore snowboarding would be the first one. Um, and I think that that was so that for us that was what we first started with is okay let's focus on skiing you know with the new scooters community there was a huge demand there for a game um, and and so he said okay let's go there we will be the only people making a game for skiing let's learn as much as we can get as far as we can with just skiing and then add snowboarding after that uh, do you think it could be because I reckon that skiing is more uh, popular in Europe while maybe the like the classic like SSX games or something they were developed in USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't know the exact stats of you know what's more popular and what's less popular here and in the U and in US, but yeah, I think people just generally assume that snowboarding is what the young cool people do and skiing has you know they came late to the whole freestyle scene with twin tips yeah. and all that so. People didn't see that, um, even though now skiing is definitely you know more popular than snowboarding again. Um, I think it's just people need to realize that these are very similar sports, and sure, there's a rivalry, but these sports are v- pretty much the same, and uh, they have their their differences. But you know, the core principle of of the sports are are very similar, and um, there's no reason that a game should just focus on one and not the other, yeah. um, and that. It's better for everyone if both are focused, uh, both are included in the game. Yeah, because I guess if you're gonna make a snowboard game or a ski game, you might as well implement the other. Exactly, so, exactly. Uh, I don't know too much about gaming like development, but I can't imagine that uh, it should be pretty similar to implement one if you've implemented the other. Yeah, I mean it's pretty straightforward i mean most of the systems are already there and we've built the world we've got all the trick uh, systems and and mechanics and the physics and so it's really just the art side of things the character the animations and stuff like that um, and the brands yeah so but you also implemented snowmobiles yeah how come we saw snowmobiles as again you know we had the world we had everything there we had a snowmobile built so why not try to set it up as a vehicle? Um, people want more options of how to get around the mountain, and the snowmobile provided us with a way to completely approach the mountain in a different way. 
Um, so now you can ride up the mountain instead of just down the mountain. Mm. Um, and so we see it more as a tool. It's not one of the main sports. Okay. It's just sort of a like the drone. Um, it's like a tool for you to uh, better understand the mountain and explore uh, the world around you. Cool. So about the game. So it's an open world game, right? And that means that you can basically... There's a big mountain. You can go anywhere. Yeah. And um, you can you ski around, and you can go backcountry, yeah. park. Yeah, yeah, everything. all that's there. And then that's just the sort of exploration side of things. Um, and we really wanted to focus on that for a while and make sure that you can go around the mountain as much as you want. There's a lot to explore. Uh, the areas that we've built on the mountain are all inspired by things you'd find on a mountain. But we've packed it all together onto one mountain. So there's, you know an old castle that you can explore, there's um, a hydroelectric dam, there's a crashed plane, um, all these things we've built on the mountain for you to find and to uh, to trick off and to and, you know, test your skills in different ways. Um, so there's lots to explore and then once you're done with that you can compete in events. Um, so you can do races or slope style events, rail jams, big airs, um, different, different things like that, time trials. Um, and that'll sh- either show you more of the mountain that you may not have seen or test you, uh, your ability to do tricks or how to ride and stuff like that. You're a small independent game studio and this is the first game you make together. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you come up with the idea of making a snow game? I mean, it's the love of the sports. Um, we came together and, you know, I, I've grown up skiing and snowboarding. That's like the one hobby that I have that I'm very good at. And I've always wanted a snowboarding or skiing game. And there's never been one that sort of lived up to my expectations. And as I got experience in the games industry, I realized, you know, maybe that's the thing that I do is, is make the sort of definitive winter sports game that people look back on and be like, that's the, that's the one that represents the sports correctly. Um, and so we discussed it and we thought naively that the three of us could do something and build some type of prototype that could allow us to raise money or launch it or something like that, make some money and then grow the team and build the game out fully. So we, we started on it and I mean we've been pretty successful so far with raising money and launching on Steam and the beta and now on PS4 soon. So we've we've been pretty lucky. Um, but it also shows that, you know, there are people out there that want a game like this. Um, there are tons of skiers and snowboarders, um, I think about 120 million of them around the world. Um, and you know, a large amount of them can't do the sport all the time and have a console or have a PC and want to play the, you know, in, enjoy the, the experience um, when they're not on the mountain. And this gives them the opportunity to do that. Cool. Yeah, that's so true. Um, can't believe no one has done it before, <laughs> really. But, well, there's a yeah. game called Skate, um, yeah. which a lot of people are familiar with. And that game sort of gave me the idea that this authentic reproduction of the sport is possible um, they really showed that if you focus on the core mechanics of skateboarding you and build an open world that is built as a basically massive skate park um, you could do some sort of really interesting game um, so we said that's sort of what we based off our design off um, but EA had a good 100 people to make that game and we were three to start <laughs> yeah. so it's a big undertaking yeah but you, I guess you have to be a bit naive in order to totally succeed. Um, so, what is the biggest challenge in creating a game like this? 
Um, expectation, I think, is is the biggest challenge. Uh, you know, other than the whole technical side of things, um, people nowadays when they s- expect when they see a sports game or hear about a sports game, whether it's you know football or skiing, they think they look back at you know they look at the other games like FIFA um, and they look at the quality of that game is built at. I mean, they've got motion capture, they've got some of the latest technologies. They're running at sixty frames per second. They have all the biggest athletes and everything. Um, and they forget that that game has been built over the last 20 years. You know, it's one of the biggest selling franchises ever. It's got, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars poured into it for R&D and iterated every year, and they just keep improving it. And we kind of have to hit that mark uh, as close as we can on our first try. So people expect every bell and whistle and every, you know, amazing uh, technology to be in the game but it's for us that's impossible we have to cut some corners and and give up on some of our on some of the features that we really want because it's just not feasible at this point to to implement them but hopefully we get the opportunity to keep iterating and to keep building the game further and further and you know we when we're cutting a feature that we really want we are not cutting it forever we're sort of saying let's come back to this in a year and see if we can uh, you know if we have the resources to do it then yeah are you uh, i guess a problem or a problem but uh, a difficulty for a lot of uh, for example uh, ski movie studios um, is that like you work and you produce for like a year or two years and that's just expenses and you wait for all the income to come long after you've done everything and it's you risk a lot on one uh, production yeah well the, that's the way we kind of avoided that was that we launched the game as quickly and early as we could so we launched the game in a pre-alpha um, alpha sort of the first playable of the game uh, we launched that um, sort of this time um three years ago so in late 2013 we launched the 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 pre-alpha and that gave us some money um to continue funding development Uh, and the support that we got from the community allowed us to keep going um and that then also allowed us to show investors hey you know people want to play this game we're making money from it and that allowed us to raise money to then kind of um, add to the uh, development costs cool and a lot of sports game um they build on like a massive character like uh, Tony Hawk yeah Tony Hawk obviously Um, did you ever think about doing that I you know I dream about you know being able to work with these big athletes and being able to work really closely with a big athlete and being really connected to that athlete but the sport isn't about a single athlete I mean other sports have it others you know golf has Tiger Woods Um, and skateboarding had Tony Hawk but skiing and snowboarding doesn't have a single person that does both or even two people I mean it's such a the sport is getting ever younger I mean the people that are competing and that are pulling off the triple corks at X Games are getting younger and younger and the same athlete one year is not the same athlete the next year because they're getting older Um, so we kind of said you know let's not focus on that let's work with athletes like we have um and include them in the development and, and create content with them. But let's create a game that doesn't stand for a single sport or a single athlete or a single brand. And that's why we call the game Snow. Just yeah. that's it. I mean, that's what you're riding on. And that's what everybody hunts over the winter yeah. and throughout the year. So let's focus on that. And then 
work with all of these people and all these amazing brands, but not sort of highlight a single person. Fair enough. So you work a lot with, uh, you mentioned Tanner Hall, Jon Olson. Uh, what do they bring to the game? They bring um, knowledge, experience. Um, they, you know, as much as I like to think I'm a great skier, I, I can't do the tricks that these guys can do. Um, I can imagine what it would be like, but the actual feeling of it, um, how fast you're actually spinning um, when you're doing 1080s and, and stuff like that, I can't do it, so it's hard for me to gauge that. So work, you know, having them play the game and giving them a course that you know they've run down or features that they can kind of uh, feel like they understand what they would be like in real life, and then having them do tricks off them in the game, they can say, oh, you know, you spin a little too fast or too slow. Um, this isn't really how it looks when you do this grab, um, and then we can go back and make these changes. So it's it's their you know firsthand experience that helped us the most. Cool. So you just bring them in and they play and they... Yeah, the when we can. We, yeah. we try to, when they're in town, um, we try to uh, have them come over and just play the game and watch how they play the game, see you know, what they think. Most of these guys are gamers, so they, they're quite quick at giving us feedback and telling us what they like and don't like, and then we try to make changes. And that's how we've always worked, even with our community on PC. I mean, we have a lot of dialogue with them. You know, they tell us what they like and what they don't like, and we try to incorporate that into our, our updates. So, like, in terms of reality, uh, what's the, like, how many how many corks can you do? Can you do, like, a triple? Triple cork. Quad? I mean, if you get a, enough air, you can definitely do quad. I mean, there are places on the mountain where you can get some serious air. Um, and if you don't land on a flat, you can theoretically survive. So you can definitely do a quad, but it's not easy to find space to do that. There's maybe two or three places on the mountain you can do it, and it requires uh, skiing very fast down very steep areas in yeah. between rocks to, to do it. So it, it's not so easy. Oh, cool. Um, the skiing industry is, like, in many ways, built on collaborations between brands and athletes and stuff. Was it hard to bring... Um, brands like Red Bull or K2 onto your game? Once we had um, athletes and we had something to show, then um, it became a lot easier. Um, you know, the brands like to follow their athletes. And so once we had Tom Wallish um, partnered with us and, you know, they knew that he was working with us, then going to uh, Line and, and Full Tilt uh, and Scott was much easier. And um, once we got, you know, a few of them on board, some of them had, you know, parent companies or sister companies that we could reach out to. Um, and then after we had, you know, six or seven brands, going to another brand or getting introduction through managers and whatnot was much easier. And we had something to show from there. So then it sort of uh, snowballed. Um, and now we have brands emailing us saying, hey, you've seen the game. Yeah. I see you've got other brands. Can we be part of it? And now we have to, unfortunately, make decision on decisions on which brands we include or not because we have so many brands we can't necessarily make all their clothing that quickly. <laughs> Is it like, do they pay you to be part of it or do you pay them to? Yeah, it's good. so traditionally, yeah, you'd have a brand pay as a marketing cost yeah. to the, the game developer. And the more they pay sort of like sponsors, the more they pay, the better the item is. Yeah. Um, but we, again, sort of sticking with that whole... Uh, sort of uh, disassociation from specific brands and athletes, um, I didn't want that to be the case. So instead, we're paying the brands 
Um, and since players purchase all the items individually as microtransactions, we can actually send royalties to the brands um, based on their items that sell. So every quarter I compile a list of all the K2 items that were sold and I can send that list to them and say, you know, this is what everyone bought, this is how much money we made from your brand, uh, and here's your royalty check. Really? And that's great for us because, you know, we, we see this as instead of a single game uh, with a single launch, we're building a game more as a service. And that means we can work with these brands since we're paying them every quarter. We can work with them as long as people are buying their content and as long as they're sending us new content to put in the game. We can keep building it and, and working with them and coming up with cool ways to, to market the game together. Hmm. That's really cool. Hmm. So, so maybe the future of ski clothing is digital ski clothing. Yeah, I mean, they're all surprised when I send them a check for a few thousand bucks. They're like, wow, this is, people are buying virtual items. But I mean, yeah. when you're spending hours in a game, it's fun to dress creatively and uh, represent how you want to look on the mountain. Yeah. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The word on everyone's lips in gaming right now, I guess, must be virtual reality. Yeah. And will snow ever be available in virtual reality? So we've we've got a prototype of it working with Oculus um, oh. already. Um, we showed the game to Oculus about three years ago, um, and they were super excited by it. Uh, we have a first-person mode, so it's not too far from that. Um, the biggest issue is that it's extremely intense. Um, riding down a mountain fast in virtual reality is a lot of information your brain has to process. Um, so it can be a little nauseating. Oh, yeah. um, and then the other issue is, you know, because of that, we need to limit the game a little bit. I mean, you can't, we can't let people do triple corks <laughs> because, I mean, when the athletes are doing it, they're spotting the ground, but they're, you know, they're in feeling the motion. Yeah. Um, in the, when you're doing it in virtual reality, your brain gets totally confused yeah. and you get sick. Um, so we need to kind of tune the game. You know, we don't need to, it doesn't need to be an open world virtual reality skiing game. It can just be a virtual reality skiing game. So we can make special levels for virtual reality that are a little less crazy, yeah. maybe. Um, and then maybe limit the amount of tricks you can do. Maybe remove tricks entirely or remove some of the tricks. 
um, and just find a balance where the game is not nauseating. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it seems like such a straightforward thing, but once you start working with it, and I think there's a lot of VR in general, once you start actually developing for it, there's a lot of things you have to pay attention to because once you mess with the brain, yeah. it gets uh, kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to talk to you about the like evolution of snow games. We already touched that subject. Yeah. Um, they first they came like classic like really old school ski games like Ski or Die from mm-hmm. 1990 and we had a lot of those snowboarding games in like PS2 yeah. like SSX and uh, Evolution snowboarding yeah. um, but then uh, like skiing and snowboarding um, progressed a lot uh-huh. and gaming also progressed a lot but we didn't really get like uh, skiing games didn't progress yeah. that much for some reason why is that do you think? I think the publishers that were making them were approaching them in the wrong way. They're approaching them like uh, one-off games um, or franchise games that were not were more like a first-person shooter or action game rather than a sports game. Um, and so they try to focus on a story mode. They try to focus on a lot of things that I don't think they were understanding their users the correct way. And then they were building something because of this, you know, building a story in a in a game like Skate. It takes a lot of time, and that makes the you know more expensive to build a game and requires you to charge sixty dollars for it. And that doesn't work because players, I mean, they didn't need once they had Skate One, they didn't need Skate Two because Skate One was pretty good just riding around. So the business model of you know. You know, every other year launching a game, a, a sequel for sixty dollars, I don't think was feasible in the long term for it, and that's why we've gone free to play because we think that that allows us to build the game as a service. So there's we're constantly improving it, constantly adding new content, but we're not trying to sort of sell the same game every other year. That's cool. Is so you think that's going to be like the winning business model for games? Not every game. Um, our game is unique because we have this open world and the core mechanics there um, and then we can sell you all the other stuff Um, some games it doesn't work um, but we think it works for snow cool Um, so snow was definitely the first game to be out there with saying that here's a here's an open world uh, skiing game Um, but this winter we will also see um, two more, two big releases, mm-hmm. uh, except for you, uh, and that's uh, Steep and also uh, Mark McMorris Infinite Air, yeah. which is a just a snowboard game. Yeah. Um, what's your view at the competition? I'm I'm excited. Um, you know, when talking to you know potential investors and stuff like that, they ask you know where is the competition, um, and I say there is none, um, and. So that's great for us that there isn't any competition. It's not a good sign about people's view on the market. Um, so seeing now that there are two games, um, which you know I'm going to go and say that I think we inspired them. I'd like to believe we inspired them, uh, especially Steep. I think there's a lot of similarities between what we've done and, and what they're doing. Um, so. We have these two games now, and you know we're all going to be driving each other to make better games. I know that the team here, uh, Poppermost, once we saw these games and we started seeing videos, we started looking at the way they handled things, because 
we all share the same challenges. Working with snow as a art, as a sort of texture is not easy. You can't blend two assets together because you get a seam. Um, you're dealing with you know working with terrain or working with meshes, um, and there's all these complications that come into that. And then the physics behind all of it. When you're riding down a mountain, it's not so easy to just let physics take take control. Um, we spent a huge amount of time getting physics working correctly so that you're turning and you're sliding and all that stuff and it's not so easy to get the game you want because of that um and so we can see when looking at these other games that you know we see how they approached it differently um and sometimes that inspires us to do some things differently sometimes we see that they've done something better and so then we'll say okay let's try to include that because we think that'll actually make the game better uh, our game better so competition is always a good thing more eyes on the on the space more People talking about winter sports games is, is great, um, but we think we still have a uh, our game is more competitive. Um, we have, you know, we have the best of both of those games. Um, Steep has the, the you know all the sports. It's got a really nice open feeling to it. Um, Mark McMorris has a lot more focus on the core mechanics like we do, um, and I think you know we have in the end. All the all the major sports we have uh, soon we'll have a level editor which will be fantastic uh, feature to have um, and we've got all the biggest brands and athletes and, and events um, so I think we will stay definitely in the in the limelight and uh, yeah. hopefully uh, survive yeah <laughs> and also as you said your business models are pretty different I exactly guess. that's a great point yeah um, you know Infinite Air is going to be 50 bucks. Steep's going to be 60 bucks. Uh, on PlayStation 4, we're going to be 20 bucks. So, you know, people can make the decision with their wallet if, yeah. if they want to save some money. Um, so, as you said, it seems like you uh, got the idea of uh, an open world uh, snow game, and uh, but you also had the courage to like really try it out. And then uh, a big studio like Ubisoft uh, comes around and creates steep mm-hmm. um what's your view on that like, yeah i mean i always wish we had more resources um you know we're a team of seven yeah. um at ubisoft they're probably a team of 50 to 100 working on the game um to think of what we could achieve with that um but at the same time you lose a little bit of the touch of you know of, of being handmade um you know we uh, the entire team here um you know our community knows the entire team here um by name um, which you won't get anything anywhere else it's more of a corporate kind of marketing strategy uh, and and uh, community management strategy so i think we have a much more personal feel i think our brand um of snow has shown over the last few years that we are, that we really respect the sports and i think that that's not easy to have when you're a big team because you know if you're hiring 50 people How many of them really care about skiing and snowboarding? How many of them actually ski and snowboard? How many of them understand skiing and snowboarding and what they stand for? Um, and I think those are things that are clear with you know, the team at Poppermost and, and Snow um, that maybe Ubisoft will lose a little bit of and, and Infinite Air will lose a bit of as well. Yeah. Um, speaking of like gaming culture, um, I imagine that when you develop a game, um, one of the most important parts like or what you dream of is uh, creating a great community um, because usually successful games are the ones with the strong community um, mm-hmm. i suppose for sure um, 
how yeah how do you keep that in mind when creating the game i mean it's for us it's always been talk to the community um we've always tried to answer questions you know you get a lot of angry people who you know didn't know the game was going free to play when we launched originally and wrote us angry emails or posted on threads saying you know that they hate us and stuff like that and we respond to that and we say we explain to them our, our thought process and why we make the decisions we make and in the end that builds a stronger community and some of these people they get their questions answered or their their feedback answered and you know even if it was negative feedback and they dislike the game just by answering them sometimes they realize oh wait these are real people that are and they care about what they're building and these people then turn into supporters of the game and they then go and answer questions that other people have um and it sort of has a knock-on effect so we've always just tried to um respond to everything and and be be the kind of development team that people describe as you know responsive cool that's really it's a nice way to to make business i guess yeah i mean and it's a pleasure for us i for me you know if you told me five years ago that I'd be working on a skiing, snowboarding game where people, you know, play the game and we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people playing the game and yeah. talking to us about it and, and being passionate about it. And, you know, people, we have some T-shirts and stickers and, you know, that they want, those, you know, to wear the T-shirt around town and stuff like that. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm flattered. Yeah. And also, I was a bit fascinated when I did research and I obviously ended up on YouTube uh, and uh, first I saw all these uh, edits that people make that, yeah. like they would normally do in uh, in real life yeah. uh, and like editing with music and like big shots of mm-hmm. the mountain and stuff uh, but made with snow yeah that was really cool yeah we, we, we that was one of the early features we added as a replay manager so that people can do this because not only for myself that I like to do it and you know, all the traders that we make I, 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 I use the replay manager to do that yeah. but also it gives us it gives our users something to do and another way of expressing themselves and for the size of our game if you look at the stats we have a ridiculous number of YouTube videos because of it yeah. um, and this is again part of part of the culture of the sports is filming what you do and showing off your style one of our key sort of marketing messages is to define your style and that's part of it is to you know show how you ride how you dress through screenshots and videos yeah that's like the perfect pr strategy I exactly guess, if you they, can achieve it yeah and now even um because i've been so busy what we do is we work with our sort of the talented community members that have shown several times that they know how to edit and film yeah. uh, film this stuff and we work with them and, and have them help us make marketing materials. So we have this new sort of uh, made by our riders slogan. Mm. Um, so we have some trailers and videos where our community has made uh, made the edit entirely. I mean, we give them a few things like it needs to say this or that. But otherwise, they, they film the entire thing and edit the entire thing. And that's, that's the best. I mean, yeah. to have a trailer when we launched snowboarding, the trailer for that was made by one of our users. Really? And that's, that's one of the best things for me. Cool. I also saw on um, on YouTube that someone had uh, recreated Jesper Shadows. Uh, yeah. Double backflip. Yeah. Nine nights. That was like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was another of the things where it's just like, wow. Like, not only does it show how accurate our game is, but it just reminds me that you know these people are coming up with creative ways of of uh, of using the tools that we give them, and that that went viral on Reddit. It was fantastic yeah. to see, and I know Jesper was very proud of it. <laughs> That's cool. Do you ever get like surprised by the 
creativity all the time that's why the the replay stuff is my one of my favorite features because you see how users uh, approach different features and seeing that what they do on these on them and how they can find new ways of gapping things and hitting different rails and stuff like that I just you know I'm like wow I never thought of that and that's the best and they figured out how to do you know sort of a variation on butters and and stuff like that and I was like oh wow I didn't even know that was possible I have to learn how to do that now in the game that I designed so what does the closest future look like for for snow and for you yeah so we have the PlayStation 4 launch coming up which will include the X Games level so it's going to be a lot of uh, great press, and it's going to be it's a fantastic level. Uh, it's from the X Games 2016 course um, from earlier this year. Um, so players are going to be able to spend a lot of time there. Uh, we then have the next game update, uh, 0.9, which we are testing right now, um, and hopefully we'll release uh, in November. Um, and that will uh, has a huge number of improvements uh, to animations. Uh, we've got new areas on the, the mountain, uh, lots of new features added to the replay manager. So now we've got proper focal length and aperture and stuff like that. Um, and then and another and then another new new level as well. Um, and then from there it'll be 1.0. So then we're finally ready to say we're no longer in beta. The game is done, ready to go, and uh, and uh, you know ready to be officially launched. It's cool. And that'll be sometime this winter. Exciting times. Yeah. yeah. Stressful. <laughs> I can imagine. So, last question. Uh, where do you see the game in five years from now? I hope that, you know, we we prove over the next, you know, 12 months that we are the winter sports game and that winter sports games have a market that is that is there throughout the year ready to support them and allow us to continue to develop the game. There's a lot, as I said, that we've sort of had to a lot of features that we've had to cut or have to you know put on the on on a to-do list um that we'd like to come back to and we'd like to keep building out the game and keep refining the features and the design and make it a make the game that everyone really wants to play all the time um and hopefully in in the next few years we can we can have the opportunity to do that cool but then we also you know, if, if this works, we also want to look at other sports. Um, skateboarding has been something that is a sport that has had some games but hasn't been successful recently. Um, so if we can do this with skiing and snowboarding, we think yeah. we can do it with skateboarding, we think we can do it with surfing yeah. um, and lots of other urban sports. Surfing would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that's all I had. Thank you for no, uh, thank you. very nice interview. No, thank you. Thanks. Good luck with everything. Thank you. And uh, I'm really looking forward to playing the to playing snow on PS4. Definitely. I'll nice. get you a code. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 